Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. I am Joe Saravati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to talk about this week's PA Tour event, and it is a really good one. It's the first full field event of the year, and it's played at beautiful Wailai Country Club in Honolulu, Hawaii, and it is a great tournament to watch. Uh, just to close the chapter on last week's tournament, that was something to, to view as well. Um, Cam Smith just tore it up. Um, an incredible 180 fantasy points he accrued during the four days of that tournament. I don't know if I've ever seen that big of a number, but yeah, you had to be in the 800s just to cash. So they went low, that's for sure. When you break 30 under, uh, that's that's some serious golf, and uh, it was fun to watch. I think we're going to see some low scores again this week. The weather is very similar, around 80 degrees, no wind, hardly at all, and uh, just, you know, it rained enough there that the fairways and greens, especially the greens, are soft enough uh, that they're going to hold. They can really shoot darts at these pins, so uh, very excited to see some great golf again, and it's going to take a combination of putting everything together just like uh, Cam Smith did. And it's amazing, guys, you know, like John Rahm, uh, you know, shooting such a great number, and uh, that would normally win the event, but not this year. And we may find the same scenario here. Uh, the Wiley Country Club is beautiful. It's a par 70 uh, it's a, as opposed to the par 73 we had last week. But uh, it again, you've got plenty of room to drive the ball. You're not penalized uh, hugely, you know, if you spray it a bit. And uh, it's just going to take putting the great iron play and hot putter together uh, to win it. So uh, definitely going to be a fun one. Uh, it is all 144 players are entered. So we've got the full field. It gives us a lot more options from the DFS side of the world. And then we're back to where the top 65 and ties make the cut after the uh, second day. So we will provide here at Coach Talk, as we are, uh, we do every week, the podcast for PGA on Wednesday. I will be posting my PGA full lineups for this entire tournament. And then uh, we'll be back on Friday to post the weekend only slate uh, for this event also. So uh, you know, hopefully we can hammer at both of those. We definitely had some good caching last week and looking to do the same thing uh, again this week. Um, other than that, it's, you know, a, a couple of interesting tidbits here as we're going through things. Eight of the last 10 players that have won this event had played in the tournament the week before. So that Century Tournament of Champions uh, becomes a key indicator uh, to generally 80% of the time over the last 10 years, uh, if you played in that event, uh, you were one of the guys that won this one. So that's something we're going to keep an eye on. Um, I think some of those guys are still priced well. Some of them are priced up a little bit uh, that did very well in that event. So we'll be focusing on that throughout. Uh, I think it makes it a, a very, uh, you know, a very key factor because, you know, having that week in Hawaii, having that preparation, feeling the juices flow for some of these guys that took a little bit of time off, 
I think it makes a, a big difference. And in golf, you know, really a, a lot of it is about recency. Yes, guys play well on specific courses. I, I certainly weigh that. But what seems to weigh the most a lot of times uh, is recency. However, I'll bring this up because golf is tough. Golf is, is you really have to bear down and work at. You can't just throw darts at the board and expect to cash in, in PGA. But last year uh, in the Tournament of Champions, would you believe that Kevin Na finished dead last and then the following week here at Sony, he won it. So uh, recency, yes, but, you know, Kevin Na has played this course a lot. And that's the other big distinction, you know, that I wanted to make here as we go through some of these numbers is there's a tendency for guys that have, you know, become accustomed to playing this wildlife uh, country club multiple times uh, tend to do better. The first or even second timers, it usually takes a while to get much better at this course. Not sure why that statistic is there, but it shows true over a, a good sample size that, you know, really the combination that I'm looking at when I'm building as far as outside of the initial numbers and odds and everything we look at is, you know, have they played this course multiple times and did they play last week? I think those two pieces will be very important for me as I build my lineup. All right. A couple of things uh, I wanted to look at here. We had uh, here are the top finishers, top five finishers the last three years that are competing in the tournament this week. And again, this is an important piece. Last year, it was Naw, Kirk, Leishman, Simpson, and Steele. So big uh, check mark for those guys. Uh, the year before last, it was Smith. We know Cam Smith a little bit. Um, Steele again, Simpson again, and then Kisner and Palmer. Three years ago, it was Kucher. Kucher won it. Putnam was second, Corey Connors, Leishman, and uh, Swafford. Those were the top five finishers the last three seasons. So keep those guys in mind as we go through some of this information. Um, again, you know, it's not a premium to drive the ball straight uh, this week, just like last week. Certainly it always helps, you know, jam it right down the middle, but you can let it go. And you can spray it around a little bit and you're not, uh, you know, penalized as much with the rough. You can still get it there and have a, a decent putt for birdie. So, you know, the long hitters get to pound it a little bit. Um, but there's been a consistency. You know, you look at the last three winners, Nas, Smith and Kuchar, uh, not the longest hitters on tour, um, but, you know, especially non Kuchar, but. They, uh, they are accurate. Their iron play is fantastic. Um, so, you know, it is a combination. It's not one of those events where we say you have to drive the ball straight or you're in deep trouble or you have to be phenomenally long. The course is only 7,044, which is a chip and putt for these guys, it seems like. But remember, it is a par 70. So uh, it is much shorter than last week's event. But uh, that par 70, you know, you've got to be a little bit tighter. And it's going to take a big score to, to win it again. I mean, there's no question about it. 
um, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have uh, definitely rounds in the sixties uh, consistently from a lot of these guys, especially with no wind and softer greens. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, you know, guys that can go low uh, definitely, you know, have to have also a check mark this week. Um, one other statistic I, I wanted to throw out there is shot save T to green. Um, that is a, a key factor that, that's worked out well on this course. I mean, it works out well on every course, but specifically a standout. And I'm just going to uh, go through a couple of names. It's not going to be any, you know, here are the value guys that are going to break the slate, but it does solidify some of these big names for a statistic that also counts. And another check mark you can put for guys that uh, shots, uh, shots save T to green uh, that, that really do well. And it's John Rom, Rory Sabatini, Justin Thomas, Sunjay M, Taylor Gooch, and Colin Morikawa. That is the group of six that are in the top 10 uh, T to green. So those are guys, again, so the combination of those three aspects of what we're looking at uh, really do weigh in here and create uh, a very uh, big situation for some of these guys of wanting to get them into your lineup. So very good stuff. A um, couple of things else that I would like to discuss. Always Vegas plays a big role, and let's see what the odds are. And I'm going to point out a few guys as we go along. Uh, first of all, I'll just give you the top 10 favorites to win the event because obviously the one or two key guys have to go off big time if you're going to smash this slate. Uh, so the buy-up guys, Cameron Smith is the favorite at 9-1, to one, Webb Simpson at 14-1. to one. Then you've got Matsuyama and M both at 16-1 to one and playing good golf. Leishman, who played well for me last week, at 18-1. to one. Uh, guy that didn't play last week, but was phenomenal. I think possibly the best iron player on tour. Corey Connors at twenty to one. Aber, excuse me, Abraham Answer, who who did not have a good first week, is twenty five to one, along with defending champion Kevin Na. Taylor Gooch, who looked very good in stretches last week, is twenty eight to one, and then Harris English, Russell Henley at thirty to one. Um, so that's the, the group of favorites. There are some guys that jump out to me a little bit further down the board. Kisner, who looked good at 35 to one, uh, first appearance for Maverick McNeely at 45 to one. Siwoo Kim, who showed signs, could come in ready to play here at 50 to one. Uh, Eric Van Ruyen, I like him. I like his game. Uh, I, I watched him quite a bit in this last uh, event and he had, you know, he was moving along well. He was in the top 10 and then he had a, a just a complete blow up hole where he double bogeyed, which he didn't see much of that in this event uh, last week, but he just had one of those meltdown holes and couldn't quite get it back together. But he's 66 to one and he's a guy that also can go low. Brendan still, we mentioned him earlier at 70 to one. He's got some good uh, good performance here. Uh, Chris Kirk finished second last year. He's 75 to one. Uh, Brendan Todd, we mentioned multiple times at 85 to one. And then the last couple guys, uh, Patton Kaziri, he's 
uh, a guy that that fits well on a course like this. Good iron play, good putter. Kucher, 110 to one. You know, one and three years ago. Never know when he's going to have a flashback to some good numbers. Um, there's a couple of guys. One I, I want to mention also, Takumi Kanaya. He's 135 to one, but he's a, the, a really good Japanese player. And this is the Sony Open, and they want to have some representation here. So just one of those uh, uh, value plays to keep in mind because he's he definitely comes in a little bit cheaper. So that's sort of a look at the odds for this event. Uh, let's talk just a little bit of pricing as well. And I'm going to refer to DraftKings right now to give us an idea. Of course, Cam Smith's most expensive, and he should be. I mean, just played absolutely insanely well last week. Um, he's 11-2. Uh, so, uh, you know, very expensive price uh, on him for sure. Um Looks like uh, DeChambeau, who withdrew, uh, he's not going to play, by the way. Um, and we don't have John Rahm on here either. So I mentioned him uh, and his finish, but uh, he is not playing this week either. The guys that really come up, uh, the pay-up options, Matsuyama at 10-6 and Simpson at 10-5, very solid plays. Uh, I really like the, the way Sunjay M is playing. He could be a payup option for me at 10-3. I may go right back to Mark Leishman at 10K. It's a little pricey, but he is playing terrific and uh, really enjoyed uh, watching him a lot last week. Kevin Nod, 9-9, a little pricey, but he is the defending champ, so you got to fear him a bit. Um, I, I played Corey Connors probably more than anybody last year, and he was really good. Uh, he's 9-6, and I think a, a fine payup. Um, Taylor Gooch is another guy that looked really solid, uh, plays well in Hawaii. Uh, he's 9-1 and certainly deserves uh, some interest. As far as the, the guys uh, that are mid, more mid-range pricing, I, I like Maverick McNeely at 8-3 and Eric Van Ruyen at 8-2. I think you can consider both of those guys. Without question, um, here's a guy, Cameron Davis, that's very, uh, very scary on this course and could do well. He's 8K even. Uh, we know Brendan Steele and Chris Kirk both have some good numbers here. They're 7-9 and 7. Uh, they're both 7-9. Guy that I like uh, on this course also is Ryan Palmer. Um, he's a guy that has a top five here, and uh, he's 7-8. As far as, let's page down and look at a couple. You know, the Kanaya that I mentioned, the Japanese player 7-4, which is a little high, but, you know, he's no joke. The guy can play. Um, Kazire is 7-3, another cheaper option that can help get you there. And let's try to pull a few more names. Harrison uh, Swafford or Hudson Swafford, I should say, 6'8". Again, you know, he's had a top five here three years ago. Um, just a little more risky, but, you know, when you get down to these cheaper prices, you got to be concerned there. Um, Putman, who has a second-place finish here, good, uh, a nice game. He's only 6,700. And uh, I think that's about it 
for guys that uh, are on the cheaper side. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be a real stars and scrubs, scrubs kind of build here. I'm expecting it more to be, you know, buy up for one stud and then try to make a medium to medium low build uh, the rest of the way and not have to go down uh, to a guy super cheap. Because we have the big stress that we didn't have last week is that cut. So, you know, as everybody knows, the most important thing, if you can get all your guys through the cut, you have a great chance. Even if they're not at the top of the leaderboard, just getting them all through is the key. So, you know, when building lineups, the strategy is is definitely different in these uh, cut events. So uh, that's what we're going to be looking for, consistency. And really, you know, some of those mid-range guys, they've gotten it done. Their, their percentages of making the cutter really well. And again, that combination, if they played last week, if they've played this course at uh, Y-Line multiple times, and, you know, what their uh, recent form looks like, uh, you know, it gives you a really good shot to at least get these guys through to the cut. So that is it. Uh, hopefully that gives you a good idea of what this tournament is going to look like this week. It's a lot of fun watching, too, because just like last week, it's live in the evenings. So you get to watch live golf uh, when you're chilling and can flip back and forth to basketball uh, and uh, football on the weekend. So it's going to be a really super power packed uh, event and weekend of sports. So looking forward to it. Uh, if you want to join us here at Coach Talk, go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have as little as a three-day pass for $10. And then we are announcing tonight a really fantastic special, best one we've done, I think. It is a, we're calling it the four sport special, and it will go from the day you sign up, which could be today, uh, all the way through to the middle of June. So this special, when we announce it and put the pricing out and have it ready to go this evening, it'll include all of our PGA as you're watching today. So everything with PGA throughout each week, including the weekend, only slates, it's going to include uh, all of your NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, a good three and a half months of Major League Baseball, which is coming soon. Very exciting there. And then, of course, every single NBA slate, bar none, we got them all from now until the playoffs finish in the middle of June. So we've got you covered here. Take Keep an eye out for that four-sport special offer. It'll post uh, everywhere on Twitter, on our website, and everything tonight. But if you want to just try us out first before you commit to that, it's a great day to do it. Three days, 10 bucks. Uh, join. We'll get you right into our Discord. So thank you so much for listening. Love this PGA stuff. Can't wait to watch some beautiful Hawaii golf throughout the week. And we'll definitely be back again next week. Uh, Andrew will rejoin me for next week's pod. And we'll be ready to crush it in PGA DFS.